breaking stories right away. And where news breaks. The latest updates are on all this. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Good information. Now on FM 1071. And it's Funky Friday. March 1. Yep. Rip that part of the calendar off. You got a brand new calendar. You got a brand new month. March 1st. And we got a bunch of news to get to. We want to take your calls while we're getting to the news. Today is Lakin Riley's funeral. Biden has yet to say her name or call the family. The details of her murder are very horrific. She was on the phone with 911 while he was bashing her head in. But listen, today is that day when they are going to be celebrating her life and having the funeral. A murder that was caused by the policies of Joe Biden of the Democrats and Democrat voters. And yesterday, and you can see all this in the new video I put up on the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. All of this brought about by the policies of the Democrats. And yesterday, the contrast between Donald Trump and Joe Biden could not have been more clear. We're going to dive into the sound right now, take you through a whirlwind tour of both appearances with Donald Trump at the epicenter of this at Eagle Pass, with our governor, Greg Abbott. What a tremendous appearance that was. He was on it. He was lucid, he was clear, he was on point. He is the man to control the border and keep our daughters and granddaughters safe in this country. Joe Biden, meanwhile, was mumbling and stumbling and falling around. He had to put his arm around a Border Patrol agent while they were outside walking, and by the way, not even at the border. He could not even see the border from where he was, but they pretended yesterday. It was all set up. In fact, we know it was set up because the minute it ended, Joe was whisked away to go to Air Force One, and the boat that they took pictures in front of from the Border Patrol, it's on a trailer being towed away from there. It was a complete setup, complete and total. He kept asking, where are my marks? Where am I? Where do I stand? And he wanted to stand in just the right spot so they can take pictures. He had to be told. By one of the agents, we have all this sound. He had to be told by one of the agents, sir, it is time for you to give your speech. Give your speech now. We have all this sound for you this morning. We will start where he started. And I'm talking about Joe Biden. Cut number four, Jimmy, is where Joe Biden started with climate change. Here it is. The idea there's no such thing as climate change. I love that, man. I love some of my Neanderthal friends uh, who still think there's no climate change. He's at the border to talk about the border, and he started. His number one issue was climate change. That's not a mistake, folks. That's not a brain fart from him. What that is is a plan from his people to tell you that the border doesn't matter. Lakin Riley does not matter. That He's made that abundantly clear. What matters to Joe... What matters to Biden, what matters to the Democrats and Democrat voters is not what's happening at the border, but climate change. You see, that's how they are going to steal your money from you. They're already doing it, but that's how they're going to steal more of it from you is through climate change. And then as time went on, let's go to cut number five, Jimmy. Here's Joe stumbling around trying to find his place. It's amazing. Thank you, HSI. Thank you, ERO. Sir, it's time for remarks. Oh, okay. And, Hold uh, that, Jimmy. Hold that, Jimmy. Hold that, Jimmy. Okay. What that was, was he was standing there trying to stand straight, and he's kind of wobbling back and forth. One of the agents came up to him to tell him, sir, it, and, and they turned into, the Border Patrol agents turned into handlers of his, and I'm, I'm not real sure those were real agents. They may have been dressed up. I don't know, but they turned into his handlers, so... Short uh, Hispanic uh, agent comes up to him, Border Patrol agent, and says this. Go ahead, Jimmy. It's amazing. Thank you, HSI. Thank you, ERO. Sir, it's time for remarks. And um, our briefers, I invite you to our seats, and then we'll escort you this way. Okay. Great Great job. Thank you. We'll escort you this way. Okay. Well, no, there was more. That's the whole thing. He was stumbling around in that place. He was looking for, cut number two, Jimmy, looking for his marks. Here he is again inside. When he asked a question of the agents who were there in the room, he had those little skinny cards you see in his hand. He read the questions directly off of that. When he wasn't cut number one, 
when he wasn't standing there coughing, he sounds extreme. He looks ill and he sounds ill. Listen to this. That was him coughing. Hear the coughing? That's Joe coughing over and over again. So this is what you got. You got stumbling around, you got coughing, you got all that. Meanwhile, where the real issue is, we're talking about Eagle Pass. Donald Trump was in Eagle Pass, and he looks sharp. I guess we'll go to cut number 12 here with Donald Trump talking about the border in 2016. We have a situation where this border makes 2016 look like baby stuff. It's probably the worst border, not probably, it's the worst border ever in the history of the world. There's never been a border where 15, 16, maybe 18 million people have already crossed. And I think nobody has any idea what the number is. You know, the gotaways, I don't know what the gotaways are. We have millions and millions of people, and they come from jails and prisons. They come from uh, mental institutions and, you know, a step above that, the insane asylums. And you, you just, it's just hard to believe. And you have terrorists coming. And in cut number 11 here, Jimmy's talking about deportation. Here's Donald Trump. Reason, right? Look, we have to deport a lot of people, and they have to start immediately. People don't know that Dwight Eisenhower, who's a pretty tough president, I never thought of it as that, but 10 years ago, you start reading and you start really seeing, and he was a big deporter, and he would deport tremendous numbers of people, and they'd bring them just to the other side of the border, they'd come back. He'd bring them again, they'd come back. Then he brought them 2,000 miles back, and they didn't come back. We have no choice, and the way you do it is your local police. We have the greatest police. They don't get the respect that they have to get. They are treated so badly. They do something, and they end up losing their pension, even if it's a good thing. Uh, if they stop crime nowadays, they lose their pension, their family, their house, and we're going to give immunity to police, and we're going to let the police do the job that they have to do. I think it's very important. They understand who these migrants are. They know them by their first name, their last name. They know where they come from. They know everything about it's going to be the local police are going to turn them over, and we're going to have to move them back to their country. While Joe was stumbling around and mumbling and blaming Donald Trump and Republicans for the mess he created, Democrat voters, Democrats, and Joe Biden created the death and the mayhem you see on the streets of America today by opening the border. Cut number three, Jimmy. Impeached Department of Homeland Security Secretary Andrew Alejandro Mayorkas was talking about our own governor, Greg Abbott, and slamming him. Unlike Texas Governor Abbott's efforts to undermine federal border enforcement, the leaders in Brownsville serve as a model of cooperation in addressing, together, the challenges that irregular migration present. Now, he said that Greg Abbott was undermining federal efforts to secure the border. That is a damn lie from the pit of hell, and it smells like smoke. Greg Abbott has done more to defend the state of Texas, to lock up the border and defend us and protect us. And in cut number nine, Greg Abbott, again an Eagle Pass with Donald Trump, explains. Today is a day of an extraordinary contrast. We have President Trump back in the state of Texas, literally on the border itself, a place that he's been to many times, uh, talking about all the things that he's done to secure the border. At the very same time, we have President Biden down in Brownsville, Texas, which was an obligatory visit by him. He'd never been to the border. In fact, I don't think he's on the border itself right now. He's in some sanitized location in the Brownsville area, not seeing the razor wire that Texas has put up around Brownsville. And he announced that he was going to Brownsville after it was already known that President Trump was coming to the state of Texas. It just goes to show that Biden does not care about either Texas or the border and what's going on. As a result, you see a disaster. The United States of America is dealing with more deadly consequences than we have in our entire lifetime because of Joe Biden's policies on the border. Is the Democrat machine done with Joe? I've got a couple of news reports that would indicate that. And a brand new name for California's governor. That's coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. This is the story of a very special woman. There's some good funk for you. 521. 
at KTSH Ray Ware here. We're talking about the border from yesterday, taking your calls at 210-599-5555. we got other stories to get to today. You know, <laughs> oh, Gavin Newsom, something else, and they so want to helicopter him in. They want, you know, they want something to happen. I'm talking about the Democrats, right? The Democrats want something to happen to Joe. I mean, I'm not talking about death or anything, but but they do. They would like for him to step aside. That we we can't do this anymore, so I'm going to ship a so they can helicopter in Michelle and Newsom. That has been their their dream. Michelle Obama and Gavin Newsom being helicoptered in, and so anyway, it's it's becoming ever more clear that that is the Democrat plan. And Gavin Newsom has screwed up California so bad he took a 73 billion dollar. Uh, in, in the in the black when he became governor, and now it's thirty seven billion in the red, and it's just you know speeding toward a total disaster out in California, and uh, but and 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 the Democrats want him to do that to uh, all of America by having him and Michelle uh, run run our country. Well, so yesterday, cut number ten, uh, the border issue in California is an absolute disaster. And when Greg Abbott put in all these wonderful programs with Operation Lone Star to lock down our border, they all went to California. And so Donald Trump has given Gavin Newsom a brand new name. What is it? And we weren't promising free education, free medical, free everything. I mean, all the promises that are made, no wonder they come. I mean, uh, you look at what this governor, Newscum from California, isn't that his name, Newscum? What he's done to California is unbelievable. People are pouring. Gavin Newsom. <laughs> you know why? Because that's what he is. Do you remember when he locked down California and locked up preachers for having church services while he and his family were going to dinner at very expensive restaurants? Remember that? He was locking preachers and pastors up for having church during the pandemic while he was going to dinner. Yeah, he's scum. Gavin Newsom. I like it. Cut number 13, Donald Trump said on the Hannity Show last night, my revenge is going to be success. My revenge is going to be success. We're going to make this country so successful, we're going to do it rapidly. We're going to bring energy way down. We're going to bring inflation way down. We're going to get prices down. You look at the cost of food. You look at the cost of rent. You look at the cost of some of these things. It's it's just, you know, really well, disables our country. You, said, you know, Joe my couldn't re- do that. Joe cannot speak like that. I'm telling you. Joe can't talk unless that gig- – did you see the jumbotron yesterday that they put in front of Joe to read his teleprompter? Did you see it? So they were panning through that room. They, they never show it, okay? They're very careful to keep that off of camera. But they were panning through the room yesterday as Joe was looking for his ex on the ground. He kept asking, where's my ex? Where do I stand? Where's my ex? And they kept panning the room as Joe was moving around, and they accidentally panned across the giant screen jumbotron – of his uh, teleprompter they put in front of him. And I'm telling you, I don't know what size big TV you have in your room. This thing is, it's like a projector. It's like going to the movies. That's how big this thing is. And the lettering on it must be eight inches tall. And he still, Joe still can't read his own jumbotron. So that's why Democrats just might be done with him. And I'm going to play a couple of pieces of sound. One from CBS... And one from uh, NBC. Let me find the NBC one here. I know we got the CBS one. Okay. Well, we'll play. We'll play the CBS one. We'll get the NBC one for you a little bit later on. Uh, but it, they're now starting to talk about how they're giving up on him. Um, and let's go ahead, Jimmy, and roll cut number six, and then we'll find the the NBC one. We'll roll it. Go ahead, Jimmy. CBS. As president, Trump severely restricted asylum and required migrants to await their court hearings in Mexico. When President Biden took office, he reversed those policies, but is now considering employing an executive power used by Trump to suspend asylum. As president. So they're already talking about how his, uh, uh, you know, Joe Biden is trying to copy the Trump policy. And NBC did an incredible report. And I'm going to follow, I'll find that during the bottom of the hour and resend it over to Jimmy so he can rack it up for you and we can, uh, we can play that. Uh, news speak yesterday. News speak. We all read 1984 from Orwell. The Biden administration had rules for everybody in the government. Everybody in the government. Do not call illegal aliens illegal aliens. Do not say illegal immigrants. 
Instead, you are to say non-citizens are undocumented individuals. That's when Joe Biden first became president. They put the kibosh on the terms illegal aliens or illegal immigrants. And they said, well, no, you, you call them um, non-citizens, undocumented individuals. They morphed into people who reside here, undocumented. But guess what they rolled out yesterday? They have an all-new term for illegal aliens. Illegal aliens are now newcomers. Newcomers. It won't be very long before you hear ABC on this station and ABC television referring to the newcomers. Because... You don't want to call them illegal aliens. You don't want to call them lawbreakers, even though that's what they are. You don't want to call them that. Not when you've opened the border and you're welcoming them here. If you've opened the border and there is no more a law, an immigration law that they have to live by, then they're not breaking any law, are they? They're just newcomers. That's all they are. They're newcomers. They didn't break the law. They didn't do anything wrong. There's no law to break anymore, you see. That's what Joe, Joe Biden, and his administration are perfectly clear about. There's no law to break. No. These are just newcomers. Newcomers that killed Lake and Riley. Say her name, Joe. Call her parents, Joe. Show some leadership, Joe. Oh, I know, when you call her parents... I know what you're going to say. My son Bo died in action in Iraq. Because that's what you say every time you talk to parents and family of those you had killed. Like the 13 in Afghanistan that you had killed. And the same thing is true with Lake and Riley and the others who have died here. Meanwhile, your mayor, Ron Nuremberg, was there with his nose so far in Joe's backside. Patting him on the shoulder and all that. The mayor said... He was proud to stand with Joe Biden, proud to stand with these murderous policies that have allowed murder and crime and fentanyl to be unleashed on the streets of America. Ron is proud to stand with him. And Ron said, Republicans are choosing chaos over progress, and we aren't fooled, says Ron. Chaos over progress. Who brought chaos at the border? It wasn't Republicans, Ron. You are a partisan hack and a liar. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. If you're thinking about buying a new... At 550 KTSA FM 1071. New video up on the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com about yesterday. The contrast could not be more clear. And the choice could not be more clear. If you looked at that mess... That happened in Brownsville yesterday with Joe Biden, the current occupant of the White House, and contrasted and compared that with what was going on in Eagle Pass with a true leader on the border, a man who knows exactly what to do on the border to protect our women and children in this country from becoming the next Lake and Riley. Say her name, Joe. Call her parents, Joe. Lakin Riley just one of many to lose their life to a newcomer. Oh, that's the new word for illegal aliens in America from Joe. They're just newcomers, guys. Newcomers. Just like they have justified the smash and grabs in this country, those are just people in need. That's all they are. They're people in need. So they can go in and smash and grab anything from any store. They're just people in need. That's all. The people in need that are smashing and grabbing from retailers in your very own town. Now, they're not people who are breaking our immigration laws because we don't have any immigration laws. What we have is a climate crisis, according to Joe. That's the number one issue, the climate crisis. No, no, no. Don't worry about this border. No, it's not a big deal. It's the climate crisis. And if you don't believe it, then you're a Neanderthal. Well, I'm dragging my knuckles in because I don't believe it. The climate crisis is all made up. It's a hoax to steal your money from you. Let's go to line one, and Mike, you're on KTSA. Where are you, Mike? Yeah, hey, Trey, let, let me say this right quick before I say something about uh, Greg Greg Abbott. As a, as a man that lives in the state of Texas that has a young daughter, which is 12 years old, 
and I know you say you have a daughter too. I want to say this to Greg Abbott. Maybe maybe you could have Greg Abbott on your show one morning because I, I want to nominate Greg Abbott as man of the year for Texas. This guy here has shut the border down to almost nothing. Brownsville all the way to Eagle Pass, all the way to El Paso. No individuals are getting into the U. Do you know how many women and children uh, Greg Abbott has saved? Uh, exactly. To, Suffer, could suffer the same consequences as the girl in Georgia. Exactly. How many rapists he has kept from entering Texas. I want to nominate him, and I, resp- I, I very rarely call somebody sir, but I'm going to call him sir, and I call you sir, because I respect what you do every morning, and I respect what Greg Abbott has done protecting me and my family to live in the great state of Texas. And like I said before, I want to, I, I want to nominate, if there is a such award in Texas, I want to nominate Greg Abbott for man of the year because this man has shut the border down in the state of Texas he, with, without the help of Joe Biden. And I think you for taking my call this morning. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Be safe out there. In fact, he shut the border down in spite of Joe Biden. Keep in mind that every move that Greg Abbott has made, Joe Biden has sued him on. Okay? The Biden administration has sued our governor. Remember, the very first time that uh, Greg Abbott put razor wire along our border, The Biden administration instructed Border Patrol agents to go cut the wire, and I was the first one to be talking about that on media. I I was the first one because I had people calling me from down there. And do you remember, we had the call from the guy who said he was a Border Patrol agent, and he was so offended that I would even intimate that they were down there cutting the razor wire. Well, guess what? They were cutting the razor wire. And Joe continued to sue for the right to cut the razor wire. And guess what? They won at the Supreme Court to cut the razor wire. But the Supreme Court didn't say anything about Governor Abbott being able to replace that which was cut. So Governor Abbott just continues to put razor wire up. And he's got these big boxcars like on the back of trains that you see going in front of you at the railroad tracks. And he's placed those all along the border as well. And Mike, your point is well made. And that is there's no telling how many lives of little girls. And yes, Mike, just like you have a 12-year-old, I have two teenage granddaughters. And I will do anything, anything to protect them. It's unfortunate that we have a president that doesn't feel the same way. It's unfortunate that we have a president, we have a party, a major political party in this country. We have a mayor in San Antonio, and we have a bunch of Democrat voters. It's unfortunate that we have all those folks who are okay with the death, the murder, and the mayhem. They clearly are. It's not a problem for them. The problem for them is, you know, you conservatives, when you start talking about wanting to defend life and liberty, when you start talking that way, you're just a far-right MAGA nut job. You're a Neanderthal. Your knuckles are dragging on the ground. You're such a Neanderthal. You see what they're doing? The people who are coming here, they're just newcomers. But you, my friend, you were born here, and you love this country with every part of your being, and you are a Neanderthal. The people who are coming, well, they're just newcomers. They're newcomers. They're not illegal aliens. They're not murderers. They're not rapists. They're not bringing fentanyl in here. No, 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 no. It's not, that's not who they are. You are the bad guy. You Christian nationalists, you... We need to get rid of Christian nationalists. In fact, on MSNBC yesterday, cut number eight, Jimmy, they got a couple of white dudes, white extreme leftists, who wrote a book about how all white people are horrible. And I guess what we need to do is line them up and take white people to the gas chamber. I guess that's what they're aiming for. They got a new book, and they were on with Mika yesterday. Listen to this. Joining us now, professor of political science at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, Tom Schaller, and journalist and opinion writer Paul Waldman. Their new book, Out Tomorrow, is entitled White Rural Rage, The Threat to American Democracy. And Tom, we'll start with you. Uh, Why are white rural voters a threat to democracy at this point? You would think, as we pointed out, looking at Joe Biden's background and Donald Trump's, that, that the opposite would be true. I mean, we lay out the fourfold interconnected threat that white rural voters pose to the country. First of all, and we show 30 polls and national studies to demonstrate this. We provide the receipts in Chapter 6. They're the most racist, xenophobic, anti-immigrant, and anti-gay geodemographic group in the country. 
Second, they're the most conspiracist group. QAnon support and subscribers, election denialism, COVID denialism and scientific skepticism, Obama birtherism. Third, anti-democratic sentiments. They don't believe in an independent press, free speech. They're most likely to say the president should be able to act unilaterally without any checks from Congress yeah. or the courts or the bureaucracy. They're also the most strongly white nationalist and white Christian nationalist. And fourth, they are most likely to excuse or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to peaceful public discourse. You mentioned a lot of negative. Everything that he said about white people in this country, and again, that's a white dude, everything that he said about white people in this country can be applied to the Democrats in this country. And, and, and more rightfully so. And that's exactly what they do. They take who they are and what they do and they transfer it over to God-fearing, liberty-loving, truth-bearing, the light of America. Now we have the Democrats once again trying to grab and hold in jail someone who is opposing them. This is Stalin. This is Mao. Actually, they start with Stalin, who was world famous for locking up his political opposition. Then they move to murder, which is what Mao did. And so we have the situation now where the Department of Justice has been weaponized to go after Donald Trump, trying to completely destroy Donald Trump. Don't let them put him in jail because he'll Epstein himself in jail, by the way. But beyond going after Donald Trump, now they're going after one of America. And, and by the way, they went after Mr. Smirnoff, who blew the lid off of the $5 million each that Joe and Hunter received from Ukraine. He blew the lid off that. They got him in jail, and, and it's indefinite suspension in jail. They, they haven't tried him yet, but they have locked him up in jail because they can't let him get before microphones and tell his side of the story. Well, now they are going after one of America's finest and most revered journalists. I'll tell you about that coming back. Trey Ware, KTSA. This is the story of a very special woman. How about war and Cisco Kid, San Antonio Sound? Cisco Kid was a friend of mine. Puro San Antonio, y'all. I don't know about you, but I love me some funky Friday, baby. Thank you, James T. Appreciate that. Mucho. It's uh, 551 KTSA. Over there is Elaine. There's Jimmy. And right over there is Big B. Done. 210-599-5555. Taking your calls, your comments, your emails at Trey at KTSA.com. Got a new video up on the Treyware page, KTSA.com, about yesterday. So this is absolutely bone-chilling and frightening, okay? Um, throughout history, those in power, the corrupt ones in power, like the Demo current group of Democrats, crop of Democrats, uh, Stalin, Hitler, uh, Mao, and we could go on, Maduro down in Venezuela, the Castros over in Cuba. Throughout history, they have locked up their political opponents. Sometimes they've killed them. Out and out and murdered their, their political And And by the way, that's what they're talking about with Vladimir Putin right now. How he killed a political opponent. This current Democrat Party and this current administration has weaponized the Department of Justice and Merrick Garland to go after the political opponent, whatever it takes, and lock him up, take all of his money, $450 million so far, lock him up in jail so he cannot be out in time to run for president and possibly, you know, turn off the cameras and go to sleep, and uh, he, he uh, Epstein's himself while he's in jail, right? Right? But it's not just him. Remember this guy who, for 30 years, 30 years, the FBI said he was a reliable source that they paid six figures to. And when the document came to fruition, ended up in Chuck Grassley's hands from this source that said Joe Biden got $5 million and Hunter Biden got $5 million from Ukraine as a bribe. 
the FBI still stood behind him and said, we can't release that document because there's too much sensitive information, and we do not want to expose a reliable source, a source that's been reliable for 30 years. And now we're in a political season, so what did they do? They went and found him, and they arrested him, and they, they got a judge to lock up Mr. Smirnoff indefinitely. That's what the judge said. That was his ruling. He is to be held indefinitely. Well, you and I both know why. Because they don't want him. They can't have him on Sean Hannity's show. They can't have him on Tucker Carlson's show. They can't have him on The Blaze with Glenn Beck or any of the others. Talking about what he knows concerning the bribes that were given to the Bidens. So they got to lock him up in prison. I hope he makes it. I hope he survives. And now, ladies and gentlemen, they're expanding their net of people who criticize them or investigate them, and they're going after one of America's premier, finest journalists that this country has ever created. Someone who is right down the middle, has no political axe to grind. Someone who digs and digs and digs and tells you the truth. Do you remember the name Catherine Herridge from over at Fox News? She left Fox years ago and went over to CBS. CBS just recently fired her, confiscated boxes that had contacts and everything else in those boxes. A clear violation of her rights. Now, CBS has released those boxes now. Who knows what they took out of there, what they may have destroyed? I don't. Catherine Herridge is one of the finest investigative journalists, one of the finest on planet Earth. She has been uh, investigating and doing stories about a Chinese scientist working in the USA who has been under investigation by the FBI. The FBI has been investigating this Chinese scientist. I don't know if there's a COVID connection, but I'm going to just make a guess. So an Obama judge went to Catherine Herridge and said, you give us your contacts, your information, your, who, who, your sources. Who are providing, who's providing you the details about the FBI investigation into this Chinese scientist? And Catherine Herridge said, no. I have a right to keep my, uh, my sources anonymous. And I do that every day, by the way. I have hundreds of people who talk to me. You're not going to find out who they are. You're not. You'll have to kill me. <laughs> now the Obama judge is holding Catherine Herridge in contempt for not revealing her sources, charging her $800 per day, which ends up being 300000 per year. And the next thing you know, they're going to toss her in jail because she got a little too nosy and a little too close to the corruption of the Democrats. And so $800 a day, $300,000 a year, and get ready. She'll be going to jail because she's not going to She's not gonna out, her, out her sources. It's not going to happen. Let's go to line one. Edgar, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, Edgar. Happy Friday, Trey. Good morning. Thank you for having me. What's on your mind? Uh, did, you, did you read or see the news yesterday as well? Um, they caught three to five Asians uh, crossing the middle of the night of the Canadian border up in Maine. Uh, yes, I did see that. Yes. So they're starting to get so desperate that we need to start watching our northern border now. Oh yeah. Well, Edgar, I'll tell you, and I got I got to jump and run. About it. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I got to jump and run. I got I got a newscast coming up. But yes, absolutely. We've been talking about how they've had a 1,300 percent increase at the northern border as well, coming across right there at Maine, between Maine and and Canada, also into Vermont, places like that. Oh yeah, they've been coming across the northern border as well. Not like what we've seen at the southern border, but the northern border is open. Well, only one way <laughs> from canada into the u.s canada has their border on lockdown in fact most countries do except for the united states of america and the democrats have a brand new way of getting illegal aliens into the country that does not involve the border wait 
until you hear what I have to tell you at 6.05. Trey Ware, KTSA. Working to build wealth doesn't mean you get to... Good morning, Angel. Give me some funk. Yeah. You made it to Friday. Oh, man, do we have a lot to get into today. Lakin Riley. Lakin Riley. Lakin Riley. American Lives Matter. Lakin Riley. American Lives Matter. Let's make that viral. Let's make that catch on. Let's send the message to the Democrats and Democrat voters. You voted for the last murder in this country. We're changing stuff in November. We're putting back in power the guy that showed up at Eagle Pass yesterday who cares about you and cares about Lake and Riley. Donald Trump said her name. Donald Trump called her family. Joe Biden said, you're a Neanderthal if you don't believe in climate change. That's exactly what happened yesterday. Lake and Riley killed by an illegal alien. And no, Joe, not a newcomer. Not a newcomer, Joe. That's their new word for illegal aliens, newcomers. Lake and Riley was killed by an illegal alien. And Joe, well, well, cut number four, Jimmy, he got to start with climate change. The idea there's no such thing as climate change. I love that, man. I love some of my Neanderthal friends uh, who still think there's no climate change. You know what? You're a jerk, okay? You're a butt and a jerk. Uh, first of all, that was by plan. It's not like Joe had a brain fart, and he started with climate change out of a brain fart, okay? Joe started with climate change because that is their priority. The border, (laughs) I had to come to the border because Donald Trump was coming down here. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been here. Donald Trump is the reason Joe Biden went to the border. And by the way, as you'll hear our governor say in just a second, he didn't go to the real border. He went to a place that is completely safe. And by, did you see the Border Patrol agents who were ordered to stand behind him? Did you see that? And the look on their faces and the contempt they have for him as they're standing behind him? They were clearly ordered to be there. And he's got the Frankenstein walk, so he's about to fall down, and he has to grab one of them to hold him up. A lot of the news people were commenting on the border people and the disdain well, in their eyes. It was them. hilarious. Look at them. These people's lives have been destroyed. Destroyed at the border. Our Border Patrol agents. And it wasn't climate change that made this criminal newcomer bash that little girl's head no. and face in. No, no, no. no, no. And Disfigured the, her body. No, the reason he mentioned climate change and Neanderthals is because that's all they care about. Because that's their scam to steal from you. Climate change, climate change, climate Letitia James, AG of New York, filed a lawsuit yesterday against the nation's lar- world's largest beef producer. Texas cattlemen, you better wake up. She says that cow farts are ruining the environment, so she's suing them. Here's what she's involved in, in my opinion. She is involved in a just a gigantic, unbelievably huge extortion scheme, extorting money from very wealthy individuals like Donald Trump. She got $4.5 million, or actually $450 million out of Donald Trump so far, and she's gleeful about it. And now she wants to go after the world's largest beef producer. They'll settle or she'll get a fine for another half a billion or another billion dollars because New York is broke. The climate change scam is all about stealing your money. Meanwhile, down at Eagle Pass, President Trump was there, and he had an unbelievable appearance yesterday. More of that sound coming up. Lakin Riley's her name, Joe. Lakin Riley killed by somebody you allowed into this country and then was rearrested and you let him go back out on the streets. Lakin Riley. American lives matter, Joe. Now wait until I tell you what the Democrats' new thing is. You know how they're talking about the numbers are down at the border? Hardly anybody's showing up down here anymore. Look around. Look at the great job that Joe's doing. Democrats are pretending that the numbers are going down. But I want to tell you about something that's going on that's even worse than having them come to the border. 
in 2023, this administration announced that they would be building specific, and, and maybe you've heard me talk about the infrastructure where they have spent billions of your hard-earned dollars in foreign countries building infrastructure to import these people here. In 2023, the Biden administration said that they were establishing new regional processing centers in Latin America. And they built about 20 of them with the goal being right around 100. Now, they're close to that 100 mark now. And by June of 23, this was last June, the first regional processing centers, safe mobility offices is what they call them, launched Guatemala, Costa Rica, Colombia, Ecuador. State Department says we want 100 of these brick-and-mortar places. Staffed by Department of Homeland Security, International Organization for Migration, the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. Instead of waiting for them to get to the border, that's not good enough. Joe Biden's administration has built these buildings all over Central and South America, to meet the illegal aliens, not the newcomers, the illegal aliens where they are. And as they meet them where they are, in, in, in the jungles, in the jungles, as they meet them where they are, it gives them a way to get around border enforcement here. For three years now, we have witnessed Joe Biden's intentional destruction of America on a daily basis. His failed economic policies, his overspending, his foreign policy nightmares, his prosecution of his political opposition, overshadowed by his open border policies that have allowed over 10 million illegal aliens to come in here and to kill Lake and Riley and others. And so now the American people are standing up against all of that. And the American people now, and I'm talking about Republicans, Democrats, and Independents, the American people are demanding a border wall and better border control. So, guess what? The Democrats have a way around it. They have built these centers, and they're brick and mortar. They're buildings that you paid for, and they're being staffed by employees of the United States government on your dime. They are in Central America. They're in South America. And what they're doing is they're grabbing these people as they come to these centers giving them food, giving them clothing, giving them a telephone, giving them backpacks, giving them everything they need, and then putting them on airplanes and flying them into the interior of the country. Instead of the masses of people that you see lined up at the border in the queue system at Shelby Park to come across the border to swim across the river, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Now, we are going to them in Central and South America. We are gathering them up. And we, and when I say we, the Democrats are gathering them up and putting them on airplanes and flying them into the interior of our country. So they can say, we don't have a border problem here during this election year. We don't have a problem at our Texas border. No, no, no. They're meeting them where they are. They're putting them on airplanes, and they're flying illegal aliens. Not newcomers, Joe. By the way, that's the new term, newcomers. Flying illegal aliens into the interior of the United States of America. Hey, Javier. <laughs> Javier, Mr. Sheriff, I got somebody for you to investigate. I even have his address, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, Trey Ware here. Your home is your sanctuary. And my memory is fine. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Little Jungle Love. To start your Friday off. That's a good way to start the weekend. Little Jungle Love. <laughs> See me swinging on a tree? Come here. Why don't you just swing with me, baby? My jungle love. 621 at KTSA. All right, so let's go to the sound. Lake and Riley's her name. 
Lakin Riley, killed by an illegal alien allegedly here in this country. Just went out for a jog, guys. That's all she did. Went out for a jog. Donald Trump said her name yesterday. Donald Trump called her family and talked to her family. She's going to be buried today. Meanwhile, Joe Biden was down in a place that I, I won't say doesn't matter because Brownsville matters, okay? But there's nothing going on in Brownsville. And Joe didn't even go to where the action is yesterday. And as I just talked to you, he, he started out talking about climate change first to prove the point. This little stinking border thing, Lake and Riley's life, none of that matters to Joe and the Democrats. What matters is stealing from you. Here's Joe in cut number two. As he's stumbling around, it's a little bit difficult to hear, so listen closely. And he's saying, where are my marks? Where do I stand in these big things that are in front of me? He said big things. They're poster board on easels with pictures. They were trying to show him what's been going on at the border and these big things. But where do I stand? Listen, where are my marks? Listen to this. And he spent the entire time there, cut number one, Jimmy, with his hand against his mouth, coughing. The man's the man's ill. All right, go ahead. All right, you just heard the cough. I'm not going to continue that. There's more coughs in that uh, sound bite. He just was coughing his head off down there. So he's not well. Uh, we all know that. And he certainly doesn't know where he is. Cut number five, Jimmy. He doesn't know where he is or why he's even there. So while he's standing with that bewildered look on his face, one of the Border Patrol agents wearing the uniform came up to him as a handler because Jill wasn't there to be his handler. She's usually the one that leads him around and shows him where to go. And by the way, before he even made it inside, when he was walking around outside, he was about to fall down, so he had to put an arm around one of the Border Patrol agents to steady him to keep him from falling down. This is the leader of the free world. So a Border Patrol agent was assigned to be, and I, I guess it was an agent, might have been somebody, you know, from, his, from, from the administration in an agent uniform. I don't know. But she was dispatched to go over there and tell him as he was staring blankly at the wall, it was time to give his remarks. Listen to this. It's amazing. Thank you, HSI. Thank you, ERO. Sir, it's time for remarks. And um, our briefers, I invite you to our seats. And then we'll escort you this way. Okay, we'll escort you this way. And she takes him by the hand and escorts him over where the giant jumbotron teleprompter is right in front of him. And he still couldn't get it right. And he's still blaming Republicans. That was his entire speech yesterday. He said it's time to act. Here's a man who's been president for three years, presided over the worst border catastrophe in the history of this country, and the murder and mayhem that's on the streets of this country, presided over that, and now it's time to act. So I want Donald Trump to act. Donald Trump, you need to act. Well, Donald Trump has been acting. Cut number 12. Donald Trump in Eagle Pass, the epicenter of where all this has been going on. Donald Trump addressed today's border versus 2016. We have a situation where this border makes 2016 look like baby stuff. It's probably the worst border. Not probably. It's the worst border ever in the history of the world. There's never been a border where 15, 16, maybe 18 million people have already crossed. And I think nobody has any idea what the number is. You know, the gotaways, they don't know what the gotaways are. We have millions and millions of people, and they come from jails and prisons. They come from uh, mental institutions and, you know, a step above that, the insane asylums. And you, you just, it's just hard to believe. And you have terrorists coming. You have terrorists coming as well. And our own Governor Greg Abbott was there. I remember, and I, I, just a personal note on Greg Abbott real quick. When he ran for governor the first time, I was here and I got a call from him. <laughs> he had been attorney general. And he called me here at the station and he said, I'm going to run for governor. I'm going to announce it down at um, La Vita next Thursday or Saturday or whenever it was. Would you please come down and host the ceremony of me announcing my running for governor? 
I said, of course, happy to. So we went down the night before and got together, and he had been hit with the severe case of laryngitis. And he comes up to me. I'm kind of standing in one of the open areas there by the Koss house. And he comes up to me, and he says, what do I do about this? <laughs> I mean, you know, it was awful. Poor guy. The biggest speech of his political career, and he's got laryngitis. I say, Here, what you do. here's what you do. Get you some slippery elm. Get you some, you know, all the stuff that we, that we use in this business. Treat it the best you can, and then don't talk. And his beautiful wife was next to him, and I said, don't let him talk <laughs> tonight. And he was fine the next day, and... He hasn't been perfect. Far from it. But you know what? Neither have I. <laughs> Far from it. But it's been so gratifying to see the moves that he has made and how he has blossomed into this defender of Texas freedom. Is he is he perfect yet? Of course not. Do I still have disagreements with him? Of course I do. Absolutely. But it's made me very proud of that day when I was able to stand with him and uh, – welcome him to San Antonio as he announced he was running for governor because he truly has saved, as Trucker Mike pointed out on my show earlier this morning, he has saved many, many, many lives with his actions down at the border. He's done an incredible job. And I am proud to have been the one to introduce him to Texas as the next governor, and I am proud to call him my friend. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Do you have failing or missing teeth? I got a new video up on the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com about the contrast of yesterday. It could not be any more stark and clear between a guy who is occupying the White House right now at a place that I won't say doesn't matter, but very little activity is going on in Brownsville, who wasn't even at the border itself, who was sequestered away in a room so he could read his Jumbotron teleprompter, and slander half of America, about 100 million Americans, and call people who don't believe the way he believes on climate change Neanderthals, because that's all that matters to him. Meanwhile, the epicenter of the crisis in America where killers have been coming in, allowed to roam the streets of America and kill beautiful people like Lakin Riley. That's her name, Joe Biden, Lakin Riley. Donald Trump was there. Cut number 11, Jimmy. One of the greatest presidents of all time, and the only one to actually put policies in effect that controlled the border. But he's not just going to do that when he gets back in office. He's going to get the illegal aliens out of here. Is it right? Look, we have to deport a lot of people, and they have to start immediately. People don't know that Dwight Eisenhower was a pretty tough president. I never thought of it as that, but 10 years ago, you start reading and you start really seeing, and he was a big deporter. And he would deport tremendous numbers of people. And they'd bring them just to the other side of the border. They'd come back. He'd bring them again. They'd come back. Then he brought them 2,000 miles back. And they didn't come back. We have no choice. And the way you do it is your local police. We have the greatest police. They yeah. don't get the respect that they have to get. They are treated so badly. They do something and they end up losing their pension, even if it's a good thing. Uh, if they stop crime nowadays, they lose their pension, their family, their house. Yeah, what a great, great, great appearance from Donald Trump and Eagle Pass. Spokesperson Caroline Levitt is back with me this morning on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Caroline, great to have you back, and I can't tell you enough how proud we were of Donald Trump and Eagle Pass yesterday. Unbelievably great job. Hey, Trey, thank you so much. It was certainly a great day for President Trump and our team, and most importantly for America yesterday, to see what a real leader looks like. You had President Trump at the border in the epicenter of this immigration crisis in Eagle Pass, surrounded by brave local and state law enforcement on the ground, surrounded by your amazing governor, Greg Abbott, who has done all that he can despite receiving all of the pushback from the federal government. And that image was juxtaposed with Joe Biden, who was shuffling around. I mean, the videos of him walking through Brown at the border in Brownsville, which he only stayed at for a total of 19 minutes, by the way, were so utterly embarrassing. He went into the, the holding center where he gave a speech with words larger than the teleprompter itself on the teleprompter. 
and he didn't take responsibility for the crisis. That's most important. Once again, he pointed the finger at his opponent, President Trump. He pointed the finger at Republicans who passed a very strong border bill in the House that the Senate refuses to take up and then did not pass, thank God, a amnesty bill that would have increased the crisis that the Senate tried to push. And so it was more of the same from Joe Biden. This was nothing more than a failed political photo op. It did nothing for his campaign. In fact, I think it showed the American people just how weak he is and just how badly we need a real strong commander in chief who gets it, who understands the problem and who will implement real solutions. And that is President Trump. Well, that was the stroke of genius of leaking that Donald Trump, President Trump, was going to be going to Eagle Pass. That was the stroke of genius because then the Biden folks said, well, we got to do it too. We got to go down there too. And the media thought they were going to be able to focus on, and some of our local media did, focus on Joe Biden and forget about President Trump. But the stroke of genius was by President Trump. You could see the contrast was unbelievable. President Trump was vigorous. He was clear. He was very lucid in his words, the direct opposite of Joe Biden. At one point when Joe Biden and our governor pointed out he wasn't even at the border, uh, at one point he's about to fall down. He has to grab a Border Patrol agent and hang on to him. And then he's led around by other Border Patrol agents who were serving as his handlers yesterday, telling him it's time for your remarks and so on and so forth, as he kept saying, where are my marks? I need to stand on an X so they get the right picture and all of those things. Yes, we're talking about a difference in leadership. Joe Biden is not a leader. Right there, Donald Trump, clearly a leader. And Brandon Judd is going to join me in a minute. And I know you got to be happy, not only with Governor Abbott's comments yesterday, which were stupendous, fantastic, but Brandon Judd brought it yesterday as well. Yes, he did. We were so proud and excited to see Brandon Judd standing there beside the president and talking about the policy changes between the Biden administration and the Trump administration. No one knows it better than Brandon Judd because he leads the agents, the brave men and women who are on the front lines of this invasion. And it's such a shame that Joe Biden doesn't care enough to listen to them. I mean, they get it more than anyone. They're the ones that are pulling bodies out of the Rio Grande Villa, uh, River. They are the ones that are dealing with this mass invasion every single day of thousands of people from all over the world. They are the ones that are getting into shootouts and being and being beaten and being and being chased in high speed chases by these illegal migrants who don't care about our country or our nation's laws. And so God bless Brandon John. God bless our United States Border Patrol agents. I wish I could say that I believe Joe Biden will do what's best for them and for our country. But I just don't think he, he won't. He's refused to do it for three and a half years. We're going to have to wait until January 2025 until we can reelect President Trump. And that's becoming more and more likely every single day as the American people continue to see this contrast between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. That's why I'm so excited that we're wrapping up this delegate process on Super Tuesday next week. He will be the official nominee. We can merge with the RNC. We can focus 100 percent of our effort and resources on defeating this man. Turn away from this primary because there is no greater contrast between a strong leader and a great man like Donald Trump and a corrupt, weak, years-old politician like Joe Biden. And it's one that will we'll win at the end of the day. Uh, when I spoke with you yesterday, we talked about Lakin Riley. I keep saying her name because Joe Biden will not say her name. Lakin Riley, she's going to be laid to rest today. She was killed by an alleged illegal immigrant, illegal alien, uh, while running and jogging at the University of uh, Georgia. Uh, I got to tell you, I, uh, immediately thereafter, and, I, and I've been toying with this for quite some time, but immediately thereafter, I started to call this uh, ALM, American Lives Matter. American Lives Matter. And so with this open border and people coming in here that are killing our youth, either through fentanyl or out-and-out out rape and murder, that's showing a disdain for American lives. And I know Donald Trump believes that American lives matter and he's going to seal the border and save our young people from being raped and murdered here because, yes, I know he believes American lives matter. Absolutely. And one American life taken at the hands of an illegal person who has no right to be here is one too many. And God bless Blake and Riley. Her family is absolutely devastated beyond belief. It's hard to imagine what the pain and the grief they're going through. As the President Trump said yesterday, he did speak to the parents of Blake and Riley for, for quite a long time, I will tell you. 
uh, and it was a beautiful conversation. And they said, we need to secure our borders, sir. My da- our daughter's death is completely preventable, and they're 100% right. How many more families need to be broken forever before Joe Biden does something about this crisis? And President Trump knows one is one too many, and that's why he's so hell-bent on getting this crisis fixed. That's why he's running again. I mean, he does not have to be doing this. Let's not forget, he had a very good life. He could be at the golf course at Mar-a-Lago. I'm there all the time. It's a very beautiful, pleasant place, okay? He could be kicking back and enjoying his life, but instead, he's in this political arena. He's enduring more witch hunts and attacks than any other president or candidate ever because he wants to secure the border. He wants to protect American families and American lives, and he will do that. We just need to get him over the finish line, and it's incumbent upon us to do it. We all have a right and responsibility to get out and vote in November to bring everyone we know to the polls to do the same. I hear daily from our listeners in Maine and Florida and Ohio and Oklahoma and California and all across this country who listen to this show every morning, and they so appreciate what Donald Trump stands for. I hope you and I can keep this line of communications open and and keep talking about these very important issues. Anytime. We will come back. Thank you. God bless your beautiful state, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Caroline. Caroline LeVette, who is a spokesperson for Donald Trump. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. There is a crisis on our border. And we- with Trey Ware, appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Well, it's uh, 651, Trey Ware, KTSA, going to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline with the malfeasance of the, uh, of the Biden administration uh, allowing rapists and murderers to come in and kill people in this country like Lake and Riley. We have great heroes, and this is a man that I have always said to you, and he's been on this show many times before, and so has Chris Cabrera from the Border Patrol Union uh, Council. I, I have said that these guys are the real heroes, and they're not taking no for an answer when it comes to sealing up this border and doing what's right to protect us and our families. And that's why you hear from Brandon Judd saying yesterday, we're pissed off. Uh, we're sick of this. We're done. Uh, and, and telling Joe, Joe Biden, keep our name out of your mouth. Brandon Judd is joining me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Brandon, it's so good to have you here. I appreciate your time. Trey, good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you for standing for Texas and, and, and our country and, and for what you're doing to protect people in our country, with every resource that you have available to you, the problem is the federal government continues to fight you at every turn. Yeah, that's right. The only thing that Border Patrol agents want to do is go out and protect the American people. That's right. it. We put that uniform on. We go out patrol the border. We want to be able to stop criminals from making it into the United States. We want to be able to stop the drugs from flowing into our country. We want to make sure that nobody dies of fentanyl poisoning. We want to make sure that nobody are, is, is murdered. We've had way too many people murdered. Obviously, Lake and Riley is the most recent, and that is so, it, it is absolutely tragic. And it hurts us because we know that we're the ones who had this individual in custody. We're the ones that know that we could have deported that person if this administration would give us the proper tools. You know, he constantly talks about, well, we, I would like to give them more resources. I want to give them more technology. I want to give them more manpower. Trey, we don't need any of that. What we need is proper policy, and that doesn't cost the American taxpayer a dime. We don't want to shift the burden onto the taxpayer. We want him to give us proper policy, and if he would do that, we could secure the border tomorrow. Bottom line is, this new bill that he's trying to push and say that Donald Trump and Republicans are standing in the way of, it's not a border security bill. I've read it. It is a border processing bill. It's hiring more folks to go down and process more and bring them in to this country. Uh, I I know what you said a couple of days ago, and I couldn't agree more, where you said everything that Donald Trump had in place, Joe Biden rescinded. And it's very simple to put all those measures back into place to defend us and protect us. You know, it's funny because Alejandro Mayorkas, he he was asked early on in the the administration, he said uh, he was was asked what policies has he rescinded, and he said it would take too long to go over all of the policies that we've rescinded. There shouldn't be any doubt in anybody's mind why we've had this explosion that we've had it. And that's the reason right there. They rescinded every single one of the good policies that President Trump put in place. And if they would go right 
back to those policies, we would go back to the secure border that we had under President Trump. And that's why it's so, so frustrating um, to every single one of us to hear the rhetoric that comes out of, out of this administration. We can go line by line, fact by fact, and show how this administration has destroyed the border, where, whereas all they give us is rhetoric. You know, I, I looked yesterday, and I feel I, I know many of the agents, and I feel for the position that the agents have put put, put into, and I, and I did. I, I saw them stand behind Joe Biden yesterday, and I saw their faces, and you can tell the frustration just on their faces. It looked like they had been ordered to stand behind him in a in a political photo op that they didn't even want to be at. I know your men and women are very frustrated. I know their good hearts and their good intentions. And all they have to have is the backing of this administration to be able to do their jobs. Talk to us for just a minute, Brandon, so everybody understands. The men and women wearing green at our border, they're the ones who are super frustrated right now. So, so what's really interesting about that is I have an awful lot of good friends. I work side by side. Um, patrolled the border with an awful lot of Democrat border patrol agents um, who, who they, they are, they're registered Democrats, but do not support this administration. They do not want to see this administration. You know, the, the, the first term of President Trump in, in 2016, I know a lot of them, they voted for Hillary Clinton because they didn't know who Donald Trump was. But in, in 2020, they voted for Donald Trump, even though they're registered Democrats. And you saw, you know, you, you pointed out a very good point. All those faces of the people behind him, none of them were smiling. Yeah. None of them were happy to be there. None of, them, none of them felt that this is the administration that they can stand up and support, even though some of them are, in fact, registered Democrats. Um, they will support people that support border security. And right now, this administration will do nothing to help us secure the border. You're a great hero, Brandon, and I appreciate all you're doing. And our listeners all across this country appreciate all that you're doing. Please keep up the good work. Relief is coming. Help is coming. Thanks, Trey. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Brandon Judd, president of the Border Patrol Council. Email this one from Janice. Trey, I turned on the radio this morning just in time to hear the end of your comments about Governor Abbott. I was the office manager uh, at Butler and Binion in the 90s when Counselor Abbott was a lawyer in their Houston office. He is the real deal. I don't agree with everything he has done as governor, but he has done an unbelievable fantastic job in an extremely challenging time. No wonder the libs so vocal in their criticism of him. Thank you profusely for the stand you have taken for liberty and truth. I listened to your father for years, then to the wear pair, and now to you. God bless you in your continued fight. And that's Janice. Janice, thank you so much. You have touched me beyond belief, and I do appreciate that. Where and Rima coming up at 7.05 KTSA. Once upon a time, there were two lawyers, 